You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. If I were to ask you a question, which is I, what I'm going to do right now, is what are you leaving for the next generation? Is it money? Is it houses? Is it wealth? Is it businesses? Or is it a desperate desire for the presence of God? Is it a genuine faith for the presence of God? Because there is another generation. But what are we going to leave them with? What are we going to lead them into? Why do you come to church? Is it just because I need to come to church or because I'm desperate for the presence of God? Because I know my God is real and I have an appointment with Him. I'm not taking lightly this meeting tonight. So what are you leaving to the next generation? Is it a desperate passion for the house of God? Is it a, we are meeting at church on Sunday and we will be there no matter what? I don't care about work. I don't care about family things, but Jesus has an appointment with me on Sunday and I'm going to be there. What are you leaving for the next generation? We had a meeting with the youth and if Revelation Youth is in here, can you make some noise? Praise God, send your kids to youth every Friday night. We have powerful meetings where we have appointments with Jesus. Lives are changed. There's a revival at youth, amen? From 7 till 9 o'clock, we will see you there every single Friday night. So what are you leaving to the next generation? Whatever God does, He always does it through a man. You have to take action with your faith. Faith without works is dead. Sometimes we believe, Lord, I believe this will happen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we sit on our couch waiting for it to drop into our hands. But faith without works is dead. So if you have the faith, get up and go and do it. Step out in faith. Take the step of faith. Walk on the water because Jesus is going to meet you there. Uh, Nikki and I, after getting married, moved into our first apartment together. Praise the Lord. And we didn't have Wi-Fi at all. And it was a struggle, but we made it because God is good. So we took a leap of faith. We were like, These people next to us, what if they just open up a network for us and let us join their Wi-Fi? Who does that? So we wrote a letter. Nikki wrote a beautiful letter. We put it on their doorstep with some chocolates. I mean, who even eat? I'm pretty sure they didn't eat those chocolates. If If you open them, you would say, I'm not eating this. You know, that's what people say. Don't take things from strangers. 
So we asked them, we wrote a letter and they said, we've opened up a network for you. You can connect anytime you want. Faith without works is dead. Now that's just a little example. We have generals of the faith here that have done mighty things, amen? We can learn so much from them. Whatever God does, He always does it through a man. You need to take action. You need to take the step of faith. We can't wait for other people to do it. What are you leaving for the next generation? What are you teaching your kids? Oh, I'm just going to leave it to the youth pastor. I'm just going to leave it to the teacher. I'm just going to leave it to the pastor. But they copy what you do at home. We speak to many young people on a Friday night. They come to youth on a Friday. They have radical changes. They meet Jesus. They leave during the week. And they come again on a Friday and they give their life to Jesus again. What are they doing during the week? What are their parents imparting into them? What is the generation imparting into the next generation? Genesis 18 verse 19 in the New King James Version. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him. That he may command his children. That's not an option. Household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. We need to go beyond from being righteous and we need to do righteousness. Yes, we have been made the righteousness of God, but we can't just rely on the righteousness of God. We have to go to another level and do righteousness. We have to be righteous. And how are you walking that out today? In front of your children, in front of your family, in front of your friends. How are we walking out righteousness? Uh, John Wesley said a quote, and we learned about John Wesley this morning. He had he was a sibling of 19 kids. Imagine having 18 siblings. How do you even remember their names? Sometimes I forget the names of my siblings. Sorry, who are you again? I'm Charles, man. That's John's, John Wesley's brother. So John Wesley said... What one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. What have we tolerated as a generation that today out there it is today the way it is? What are we going to tolerate from today? Because us as a church, if we wanted to carry on the way it is, we have to take the stand. We have to be the change. We can't just say it's going to change. We're going to pray. We're going to wait for it to change. Oh, what has happened to the world? Where is it going? We need to be the change. What one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. What are you allowing your kids to do for church on a Sunday? Are you just 
tolerating them to come to church whenever they would like because they're going to embrace coming to church whenever they would like. When I was told, be at church on a Sunday because you have no option. Church is happening on Sunday and you're going to be there whether you like it or not. Whether you come in your pajamas or your clothes. But you're going to be at church on Sunday. And now I've embraced it. Church is on Sunday. I can't imagine not being here on a Sunday. I can feel the difference when I miss it. Because I've embraced the presence of God. What one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. What are we as a church going to tolerate? Are we going to be the change? You either stand for something or you fall for everything. Some of us need to learn to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If someone asks you, are you a Christian? Which church do you go to? Who is your pastor? What is your answer? I go to the Bay Christian Family Church. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. My pastor is Apostle Alan Bagg and Pastor Janine Bagg. 2 Timothy 1 verse 3 to 10 in the New Living Translation. Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did night and day. I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith, for you share that faith that first filled your grandmother Lewis and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. What are you passing down to the next generation? I hear so many times about generational curses. We need to stop this generational curse. We need to take a stand to this generational curse. When are we going to start hearing about generational blessings? Because I can tell you a few generational blessings that have become part of my life. We need to take a stand. What are you going to tolerate for the next generation to embrace? I remember your genuine faith that you share that first filled your grandmother Lewis and your mother Eunice. It was passed down from generation to generation. They made sure that Timothy was stirred up with faith, that he was filled with faith. And he became at 18 years old, a pastor of the biggest church at the time. That's what passing down faith from the one generation to the next generation can do. It can put into a man of God something that you can't do in any normal way. It doesn't just happen. Like my mother was saying this morning, you need to invest the time. What are you investing into the next generation? Because they are our next leaders. They are our next presidents. They are our next teachers. 
our generation after us, they are taking our place. And what country do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a country that is run with a generation that's on fire for Jesus, that's passionate for Jesus, that walks in integrity, that has generational blessings following them, that they don't have to be slowed down to stop all these generational curses, but they can run straight ahead because I've already been blessed. The faith that was in my mother dwells within me. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Fan it into flames. Don't stop getting the fire hot. Keep the fire burning. If you think you're on fire now, fan the flames so they burn even brighter. I'm pretty sure Timothy was very on fire. But Paul said, fan into flames. What are you leaving for the next generation? 2 Timothy 1 verse 13. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. What are you passing down to the next generation? Now, I want to give you some keys to keep the fire burning bright and to stay rooted and grounded. Because what I have experienced being on this earth for the many 23 years that I've been alive, I've seen many people come and I've seen many people go in this church. I've seen many people say a lot of things and not do them. How do you keep the fire burning? How do you stay rooted and grounded? Point one, read the Word every day. The Word is an incorruptible seed. My life started to change dramatically when I started to read the Word every single day. Because you read the Word and it's not just a bunch of letters on a page. It's life that enters your spirit and takes root. And out of it throw, flow the issues of life. And then all of a sudden, God blesses you. Because you're taking the time to spend time with Him. And He loves time with His children. He loves time with His children. Point two, pray in tongues every day. It brings that word to life. It makes that word alive. Point three, be watchful of the company that you keep. Oh, have you heard of that pastor at that church? Oh, what happened? What about them? What seeds are you letting in? Be watchful of the company that you keep because people will just slow you down if they're not meant to be in your life. And people are not worth your time. You have a purpose for your life. Don't let people drag you down. God has a plan for you. And point number four, begin working in kingdom work 
immediately. Why? Because it keeps you on the ground. It keeps you level-headed. If you work for God, God will propel you dramatically, drastically. God's business is my business. We are not separate from God's business. Everything of mine is God's. Everything. I've given it all to God. You know, I've heard many people say they serve God, they do so much for God, but then they say, when am I gonna get my thing? When can I get my thing for me? It's not about you anymore. It's all about Him. He gave up everything for you so we can give up everything for Him. And the funny thing about the kingdom is those that are last will be first. If you give up everything, then God says, I'll give you anything. I will give you everything. When everything becomes nothing to you, then God will give you everything because it's not going to take the place of God. Amen. Amen. What are we leaving for this generation? How are you speaking about our country? How are we speaking about our country? Is the generation after us going to speak about how amazing this country is? Because we've learned at this church, life and death is in the power of the tongue. How are we speaking about our country? How are we speaking about our president? How are we speaking about ESCOM? I can tell you this today. I have never heard one positive thing about ESCOM in my entire life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Every time the power goes off, what do you say? Oh, ESCOM, you... Oh, praise God, ESCOM has power in the name of Jesus. ESCOM has leaders that's going to take it from the ground up in Jesus' name. How are we talking about our country to the next generation? What are we leaving for the next generation? How are they going to speak about this, this country? How are they going to lead this country? Because it starts with us today. It starts with us as the church. Someone needs to take a stand for this generation. And I believe it's not only our pastors, but we can stand with them in the name of Jesus. I believe our schools will be saved in Jesus' name. Who says we can't have tongue-talking schools in this country? Who says we can't have spirit-filled schools in this country? We're going to get into schools very soon. I don't know how, but I'm going to get into the schools in Jesus' name. And we're going to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. We're going to bring the spiritual growth seminar into the schools. And this country is going to be turned around because we have schools that are going to be on fire for Jesus. Because they are the next generation. What are we leaving for the next generation? You know, being in ministry with my parents, I've been to many places around the world. I've been able to meet powerful men 
of God that I wouldn't even imagine I would get to meet. I've get to have, be sit at the same dinner table with them. And you get to stay in the green rooms. You know, you get some nice ones, you get some not so nice ones. And then you get to talk to some very interesting and very nice and sometimes very not nice people. You would think, you know, they're in ministry, they're a pastor, they're an evangelist. They have to be very nice. So I was in this green room the one time and I was speaking to this evangelist. And I was speaking to him, I was like, so what's your name? I forgot his name and his name shouldn't be mentioned yet anyways. And... I asked him, so what do you do? He's an evangelist. Oh, for how many years? For seven years. I said, well, that's, that's quite a long time. And he said, you know, not so much, not compared to these other people here. And then he said, you know, that's why I'm talking to you and not to them. That's why I'm here talking to you and I'm not talking to them. You know, I don't think so. I didn't say this to him. I don't think so that it's the number of years that you've been in ministry. Because I'm not gonna wait seven years until I can talk to them and be in the same circles as them. I don't have that time to wait. There's an agenda here. People need to be saved. The gospel needs to be preached. I'm not waiting seven years. So I thought to myself, it's not the seven years. It's not the amount of years. What's happening inside of you that you think you need to be speaking to them and not to the next generation? Because one day they're going to leave. Who's going to be left behind to listen to your ministry? What are you leaving for the next generation? What are you imparting into the next generation? So I forgave the man and I pray for him that he will change. I believe he will have a powerful ministry because my generation has powerful men of God to look at. And my generation is going to be in revival in Jesus' name. My generation is going to serve Jesus. We are going to see the biggest revival this earth has ever seen. But it starts with us. Revival doesn't just happen. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. It starts with the church that gets down on their knees and says, I have an appointment with Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And I honor him and I honor his house. And I'm going to leave a legacy for the next generation so that they can serve Jesus with more passion than I ever did. They will see more revival than I ever did. They will see more souls saved than I ever did. They will see more beautiful buildings of the church Jesus Christ than we ever did. Why? Because we left it for the next generation because we imparted into the next generation. What are you leaving for the next generation? Family, did you get something tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Can we all stand to our feet? You know what's powerful? 
how Paul was saying, finish the race strong. Finish the race strong. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith in the earth? Will I find faith? How will he find faith? This generation leaves it for the next. What are you leaving for the next generation? What's powerful that when Paul says, you need to finish the race strong. And the thing about a relay race, right? They start off with the strong races and they move on to the weaker ones. And they end off with the strongest that run the fastest so that they can win. And we've seen throughout time in the earth that happening from generation to generation. And the next generation that comes is going to run so fast for Jesus that we see the most souls saved we have ever seen in the history of the church because we leave it for them, because we are imparted into them. So finish the race strong.